This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 138. Today we are talking to Katrina Siemens from The Deliberate Family, and she is giving us a 30-day marriage challenge and teaching us how to be married on purpose. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to some light-filled people and ideas who inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Welcome back. It's so good to have you here. We are so lucky we get to hear from Katrina Siemens today. Katrina is from the Deliberate Family, and the Deliberate Family is so great. They have this blog, and their whole aim is to inspire and to strengthen families, not just marriages, even though that's what we get to talk about today. And I'm really pumped that you get to meet her. She has a lot of great ideas, and I love hearing her ideas of how to get more laughter in our marriage, which I think is so important. So without any further ado, marriage is what brings us together today. I'm super excited to introduce you guys to my new friend, Katrina Siemens. She's a speaker and a blogger at The Deliberate Family and has so much great stuff. We're talking about marriage today. Before we get into our topic, Katrina, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do? Sure. I'm super excited to be here. Um, my name's Katrina, and I'm married to my best friend and my high school sweetheart, Ryan. Um, we have five kids, ages 12 down to three, and their names all start with letter K. So my in-laws have kind of nicknamed them the K kids. So it's kind of fun. Um, we are homeschoolers. We've been homeschooling for about seven years now, and we love it. We You're love veterans. I can learn so much from you. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I every year you learn new things, <laughs> but we we love it. We every year I just say I'll just take it piece by piece or year by year, and just okay. How are we feeling? How are things going? What are our needs this year? And then we go from there. But we love it so far. So so good. Um, we love to travel. We kind of have been living a gypsy life for the last three years or so. Um, we've kind of, we actually added up last week in our 13 years of marriage, we've lived in 20 homes. So wow. we've moved quite a bit. <laughs> um, and now we are in Cincinnati and we're trying to adjust to, um, all the four seasons from, being in California and being in Florida and all these um, more humid and temperate climates. <laughs> um, and a little about me, I'm a huge Disney fan. So like part of the reason we were in California was because I wrote down 10 years ago, I want to learn, see what it's like to live by Disneyland. And then it happened and it was awesome. Oh, and dreamy. it was quite the dream come true. And then COVID happened and it was like, time to go, time to move on. Um, but it was awesome. And I'm really passionate about families, young kids, learning and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so I run a platform and a blog called Deliberate Family. Um, it's a place to encourage and inspire families to live on purpose. Um, Deliberate Family is just a baby. It really just started when COVID happened. Um, so I'm like, 
trying to just keep up and trying to like do what I need to do to get it up and running. Um, but the background behind Deliberate Family is that five years ago we came up, my husband and I came up with this idea and we came up with the name, but it just didn't feel like the timing was right to come and talk about have this platform and then COVID hit in March and it was like I had a spiritual prompting all like move on ahead like go it's time now so that weekend I sat down and wrote a blog article my first one ever and I swear it was a miracle like I felt like I wasn't typing the words like the spirit was guiding me to type those words and then um I actually haven't even shared this before, but, um, yay. Ooh, this um, to be the first one. Yes. <laughs> um, then that Monday after everything had closed and stuff, I w woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like I heard somebody whispering my name and I was like, what is going on? Like, and I looked and my husband's still asleep and it's totally dark and quiet. And then I had the thought, listen to the song that's playing on your phone right now. Cause my Spotify had been running overnight and, um, I listened to it and it was a song I hadn't heard before, but it's a song by, uh, what's her name? Um, the girl that plays Moana in oh, Moana, in Moana. Um, <laughs> names, Ali'i Cavallo or something like that. Anyway, she has this one single that she's done and it's called Live Your Story. And it talks all about um, defying the impossible and having a heart unstoppable, being a dreamer, being a creator, believing in yourself and that you have power to live your own story. And that has kind of become the anthem for Deliberate Family, um, where we just try to encourage people and encourage families to decide what they want to do and then have the confidence to go and live it. Um, because, uh, and I guess one thing I'll say too is that the, um, I have been super impressed with families as I've been focusing on this this year. Um, in 2020, like families are amazing. Like they just, they've stepped up and they've like, people had to suddenly work from home or they had to do school from home or they had to figure out how to do church worship and gospel study from home or adapting to still serving people from far away and all these things. And I just think that, um, if families understood how much comp how much they're capable of doing that then if they could live with that confidence and be able to do so much good within their families and then for the world around them so i kind of have this dream with deliberate family to find help people find more joy and more confidence to take the time to decide what they want and then prioritize prioritize what matters the most and then live that story to so that they can find that joy and um Anyway, so that's what Deliberate Family is all about in a long <laughs> explanation. I love that, though. Well, and I really feel like it's taken a pandemic for us to, like, sit down and really think about these kinds of things. And it, it really, at least for me, maybe this isn't for everybody, but for me, we were spinning so fast before COVID hit that I would, I've, I often say, I think I prayed the pandemic here because I was so stressed out with everyone's stuff that I probably right. was, like threw the world into chaos because I needed to just slow down and be with my family. But right. not that I want a big pandemic to happen, but that is what it took for me to be like, okay, we got to weed out everything else. We're just going right. to start from scratch here and then we'll build on it. And 
I love that you want us to be more deliberate about thinking about what's important because every family it's different. So yes. Yes. it's it's not something you can say, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. I think no. this pandemic has shown us it, there's different things important to all of us and it's okay. It's great that we're different and I think that's so awesome. Yeah, and then whatever you choose, go for it. I mean, do it on purpose and don't look back questioning yourself or or wondering what other people are thinking or, you know, if you're going to choose soccer, go for it. If you're going to choose homeschooling, go for it. If you're going to choose, you know, whatever it may be, I think that that's how we find joy. And I think that's how we, that's what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah, I love that love that it makes me feel like so much better if I'm doing something on purpose and just letting it all happen so right and we live in a society that's way easy to just let things happen or oh, to just kind of go because we could just, just consume the all the time right mm -hmm. but we could if we stand back and give ourselves time to think then we can create and we can do it on purpose <laughs> so so awesome so one thing that you really write about on your blog is marriage. And I love that. I feel like we haven't talked about marriage on our podcast for a while. And I'm really excited to talk about it today because I feel like it's so important. And it's funny. I feel like I talk so much about being a mom. I forget to talk about being a wife and how, because that really is the most important thing. If things aren't going well with me and my husband, I cannot trickle down to being a good mom to my kids. So um, I love one of your posts that you wrote was about you guys making the bed. Do you mind telling that story and like what you learned? <laughs> sure. From it? Uh, sure. Um, so when we were first married, um, I'll try to like summarize this, <laughs> but when we were first married, uh, I remember coming home from our honeymoon and being all in la la land and, and, um, I got out of bed that morning and was headed to the bathroom and, Ryan got up and he started like making the bed and I was like okay you know like whatever and I went to the bathroom and I came back and I was like he was making the bed and I I said are you a bed maker and he was like are you not a bed maker and I was like uh well <laughs> no <laughs> and he and then I realized I, I told him well my family like my mom always taught me to make my bed but she never really followed through and checked up on me. So it wasn't really something super important to me. And um, my, but I do remember my parents making their bed every day, but like I never did. And so, and Ryan was like, well, let me show you. Like, it just makes you feel so much better every day. And I was like, okay, you know, and sure enough, he was right. Like we, it just feels so much better to walk into your room and your bed is made. And it's really a simple thing, but it's, makes a big difference right and so from that day we have 13 years later we still make the bed every day and um just to clarify though like it's kind of has turned into whoever gets out of bed last makes the bed <laughs> so totally usually <laughs> usually i'm up first with the kids and then he gets up and he makes the bed um but if i happen to sleep in it's my job to make the bed or if we get up together then we make it together <laughs> but the point was just that we decided that we wanted to do that and we made it a habit and it has stuck and it's been great and it's one of those simple easy things i love that you even thought to ask him about it you make the bed because i don't know if that would have even been something <laughs> i haven't even questioned 
I would just right. be like, oh, good. He's going to make the bed. Oh, <laughs> right, right. We probably overanalyze everything in our lives a little bit, but it's I love it. just kind of who we are. <laughs> I love it. And then you can share with us how we can do it. So it's perfect. Yeah. So what are some ways that we can be more like you and be a little bit more deliberate in our marriage? Like how, how do we be married on purpose and kind of strengthen our relationships in that way? Well, um, a few things, um, that, so like I said, it was a simple habit that we decided together to make. And I think that with our marriages, it just takes little simple things to make a big difference. Um, and so like right now on my, um, on the deliberatefamily.com, I have a free gift actually that's hooked up with our, um, be married on purpose challenge. And I can talk about more that more in just a minute, but, um, the free gift is 50 ways that you can continue to date your spouse. And I have a, his version and a, her version on there. Um, and it's just 50 things to help keep that spark alive. It's so easy. Like you said, it's so easy to get lost in kids and activities and callings at church or um, jobs or podcasts or uh, blogging or whatever it be, running and just being a chauffeur for your kids all the time, right? Um, and to go, well, he's okay. He knows how to take care of himself, so I don't have to take care of him. But at this, but the reality is we both need to take care of each other and be doing simple things to be able to make the other person feel loved still and feel fulfilled and feel taken care of. Um, so like a couple things that come to mind that we do consistently are um, we try to laugh together every day, whether that's something small or something big, um, especially if I know that I'm having a stressful day. Sometimes I'll just go into his office. Like my husband's an entrepreneur, so he works from home. And um, I mean, a lot of people work from home with COVID, I <laughs> guess, right? Now. But it's not like you're driving to his office. But I don't have saying, to, exactly. I tell me something have funny. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I kind of have the the ease of just like walking into his office, right? Um, but I'll just go in and just have a conversation with him for a minute or tell him something funny that a kid did or just to connect and have that um, that connection. Or um, he'll come out and he'll, when he's done with a meeting, he'll come out and just, wrap his arms around me and just say hi or um or if we are apart for whatever reason like um we have done things like leaving sticky notes on the mirror or sticky notes on your bed to bedside table just to say hi and just to remind each other that we're there and we're aware of what's going on with you and you know um and just those little tiny things make a big difference because we all just need to feel that connection with our spouse to keep it alive. I love that. That's so good. You also have a really great post about laughter in your marriages. You were talking about how you like to make each other laugh every day. Why is laughter in our marriages so important? Well, I think that it all, it, I mean, obviously laughter is fun, but it also um, breaks down boundaries. I think it breaks down barriers. I think that um, laughing is where inside jokes come from. Laughing is, it's a release, I guess, of things that could be wearing on, weighing on us or um, making us 
just not be the people that we really want to be. And it's just an easy way to connect. I love that. I love that kind of gets rid of that tension in those tense situations that you might have kind of loosen it up a little bit. What are, what are some more ways we can have more laughter in our marriages? Cause I think sometimes we get kind of stuck in the mundane and forget to laugh together. <laughs> I know right. Sometimes I'll go through the day and be like, Oh my goodness. I think I did nothing but just help serve my kids all day long. And I don't even know right when anything very <laughs> funny or fun has happened, especially in my marriage. So, right. Well, um, one thing that we do, um, a, a few things that we do, I guess. First thing we do is sometimes we'll just turn on something funny, like watching a movie or watching a episode. Um, we really enjoy um, Friends episodes. They're old now, <laughs> but right. we we quote things from it fairly often, and we um, we really enjoy just going back and watching some of our favorite little clips, even just on YouTube, if we don't have time to watch a full episode of something. Um, sometimes we also will tease each other and we have inside jokes. And I guess that kind of goes back to quoting too. But, um, and like when we were engaged, I remember for some reason we had nicknames for each other that were uh, he's going to be kind of like, why did you share that? But that's okay. <laughs> that it was blue fish and green fish. And I actually don't even remember why we called each other fish or who was blue or who was green. But I remember it just being like this nickname that stuck. And so every once in a while, when we're just being really silly, then we call each other blue fish or green fish. <laughs> um, and it, I guess another thing that we will do to laugh together is we will just start dancing we used to have in our old California house, we had a really large pantry. So we would go have pantry time. Pantry <laughs> and time, my, I love it. And my kids would be like, oh no, mom and dad are going to the pantry again. But we often would just sit and like dance or like, or just have a moment to connect, you know, like just take the, a little minute to just say, I'm here and you're here and we can do this together. We are on a team. We, I need to connect with my teammate and then we're going to keep going. And it's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I need to clean out my pantry enough so that we can do pantry <laughs> dancing. So there you go. <laughs> Junk on the floor. That's so great. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the be married on purpose challenge. Okay, so yeah, yeah. how that came about was, um, last June. So our anniversary is in June and in June I was like in a rut, like I can't travel anywhere. Everybody is going crazy and the school year has ended, but it hasn't. And we were just like, ah, and deliberate family is kind of going, but not. And, and I was like, I gotta just do something. And I just thought, you know what, it's our anniversary month. We're going to do a, a challenge to help people with their marriages. And so I came up with this idea of be married on purpose challenge. And what it is is a 30 day email challenge or email course now that you will receive a daily email of something little to do with your spouse, or you could do it alone. If your spouse isn't on board, you don't have to do it with your spouse, although it's way more fun to do together. And it, and then a little spark or a little challenge, um, to do that day so that to help 
improve your marriage. And they're really little simple things, kind of like we've been talking about, simple things that you can do every day. And then it, it just helps create this stronger marriage. So um, if you go onto my website at thedeliberatefamily.com, then you can find that challenge and sign up for it. And it's just, you'll just get an email for 30 days and you can choose if you want to do each day or if you're like, oh, I'm too busy, I'll catch up or, you know, but it's just 30 little things to do to help strengthen your marriage. Sounds like something I need to be doing maybe quarterly to kind of cinch things up a little bit. Isn't that how we all are though? Like you just have to refresh and you just have to step back and go, okay, how am I doing? Give your personal inventory and then say, okay, I'm going to do this better. Or I'm going to do, I'm going to hold a pan today. That's all I'm going to do. Or I'm going to write him a little text and just send it and tell him I love him or whatever. So some of the things on the Be Married on Purpose Challenge are things like um, looking at old pictures together, um, reading a book together, um, and obviously you're not going to read a whole book in a day, um, but <laughs> so talking, about, <laughs> talking about reading a book together. And so I give some of our favorite books about marriage um, on there, or it'll be something as easy as um, having a spiritual conversation together. When I originally did it, it was live. So the Sunday ones, the religious ones fell on Sundays, mm-hmm. um, but it, I, I figure it doesn't really matter. <laughs> For anybody to do it whenever they need, you can fit in the time to do it. Um, But they really are just little sparks to just put the magic back into your marriage. I think that's awesome. I'm super excited. This this is going to be great. This will be so much fun. (laughs) I know. I just, and I think maybe COVID also, I mean, we do, we've tried really hard to have our weekly date night to make that really firm because that's been sanity. Even if it's been eating takeout at a park or whatever it's had to be during this time. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been hard to kind of really focus on that when so much else has been going on. So I love these little challenges. Oh, and one other cool thing about the challenges, it's also hooked up to a Facebook group. So you can sign up and then join the the private Facebook group and then talk to other people who are doing the challenge or see the comments from people who have done the challenge and, um, you know, just connect with other couples who are doing the same things and get ideas and have um, feedback even of things that you're doing. So that's kind of, that's awesome. I love that. And I think half the time it's just the brainstorming. It's like, if you take out the thinking for me, then I can do it. Oh, thank goodness. An email. Okay. Tell me, Oh, I can text my husband today. That's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. It's just a reminder. Oh, I love that. Yep. So good. Well, and I, you were talking about these kind of being spiritual messages on Sunday. I love these spiritual messages that you have on your website that necessarily aren't Sunday, but they're the hashtag hear him posts every week that you're bringing up. And they're so amazing because I love that they talk about how you can hear the Lord in so many different situations. Do you mind going through a couple of those messages and telling us like some of your experiences of how you hear him? Because that's something I, we try to talk about on the podcast a lot. Is how's the spirit speaking to us so that we can be better in our lives? And so anyway, I'd love to hear some of your stories about that. Sure, sure. Um, so I think I started the Hear Him posts a few months ago, and um, it was kind of in a, I was thinking about how can I be recording these 
spiritual moments more often and sharing them kind of like Elder Anderson has given us counsel to do so a couple of conferences ago. And um, so I was thinking about that. And then um, that week I had a moment and I was just like blown away. So um, here's what happened. I took my friend or my kids over to a friend's house and it was like the first time we've gone to a friend's house since COVID had happened. And um, we were swimming in their private pool and I, I have a three-year-old and my kids are all great swimmers. Like they're all really, really comfortable in the water. We swim all the time. Um, but my three-year-old was there and he had his floaty on. He's totally cool. And then I went into the kitchen to go um, pop some popcorn with my friend. And I just had this, like, I was just very aware of him. I just, I and I think in some, sometimes maybe I wouldn't have been, but I just felt like it was like a strong feeling to just be aware of him. And so, but I wasn't really conscious of it being a, a spiritual feeling until afterwards. But then I was watching him through the window and I saw him jump in without his floaty on. And I ran oh. out there and I, cause I thought maybe he just jumped into somebody like a big kid in the pool. And and I knew that was the deep end, but maybe a big kid was there catching him and encouraging him to jump in. So I, cause I couldn't see them in the pool. I could just see him. So I ran out there and I look around and no big kids are aware of what's going on at all. No big kids are trying to catch him. And he has just sunk. He has just jumped into like nine feet of water. I jumped right in and grabbed him and got him out as fast as I could. And he was totally fine. He was a little shaken up like, oh no, I didn't have my floaty on. You know, he was a little like, I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but I just thought, oh, if I hadn't been listening and I hadn't heard the spirit, even just saying, just be aware, just, just understand what's going on right now, then uh, who knows, right? It would have been a miserable day, but instead I felt like it was kind of a time for Heavenly Father to tell me, here's how you hear me. Um, because I had been thinking about that already. And so I thought I have to record this. So I wrote that story down on my, on my blog. And then every week since then, I've been trying to say, okay, how did I hear him this week? How did I hear? And if I don't feel like I have a great experience to share this week, because I've been too distracted, or I am not able to come up with something, then I've pulled things from the, um, church website and talked about the ways that um, the general authorities are saying how they have heard him. And I think that um, I want this to become somewhere where I can invite other people to also um, share their experiences to hear him, that we should be hearing the voice of the Lord in all, I, I think we all are hearing the voice of the Lord in many, many, many different ways. And if we can recognize those and write them down and then share them with other people, we can lift and bless and encourage and, and get this ball rolling, so to speak, and be able to say or see the blessings that come because we're listening for the voice of the Lord. That is incredible. What a story. Oh my goodness. The second that you said him jumping in that pool, like mom just that is right. such a scary moment oh i'm so grateful what an amazing 
amazing story. Do you have another one that you can share another experience? Sure. Um, I'll also say about that too, is the neatest thing was I wasn't flustered at all when it happened. I wasn't, I've, I've heard of other stories of moms who were like, oh my gosh. And I was in such a panic and stuff. And I just jumped right in, got him out. We sat there for five minutes. We went on playing. It was no big deal. After I got home was when I started getting flustered, like <laughs> ah, what could have happened? Right. But in the moment, the Lord moment blessed me with peace. And, mm-hmm. and I think we overlook that sometimes. I think we and that how much that how is much, Exactly. Exactly. Um, another one that I, another experience I've had, um, is we, something unique in our family is we, um, will listen to, and YouTube, um, videos like gospel ones often. Um, in fact, I, I have a playlist that we play most days, Um, But then especially we've been enjoying doing it on Sundays to get ready for church um, since we've been doing church more at home. And I, there was one week where I was really just feeling yucky that morning. I was just like, let's just get through this Sunday and let's just, I just was not on my game. And I just was feeling just downhearted and um, just feeling like, I just have to survive, right? <laughs> and we all have those days. Oh, yeah. Um, and when I sat down with my family, though, I, I decided to go and sit down and just watch a couple of little videos with the kids before church. And um, one of the music videos came on that's a song by Shauna Edwards called Come Unto Christ. And it's put on by some youth. Like she has some youth who put the music video together. And I just started bawling. <laughs> And it was because the spirit sat and taught me all about how important it is for us to be with our kids. And I wasn't even praying for that at the time. I wasn't focused on anything. He was able to still speak to me or where you're supposed to be and you don't need to worry about X, Y, Z or whatever else is bothering you right now. Enjoy this moment. The rest will come. It's okay. And um, I think that we can, so that when I think I put in my blog that that was hearing him through music or hearing him through YouTube videos, that if we, if we're intentional about what we're doing, the spirit will still speak to us, even if we're not always asking the questions. I mean, I think that even more so if we're asking the questions, he will be answering us. But even when we can't ask the questions, he still answers us. I love that. I love that it's through something simple that you're just experiencing and not even making this big effort to do. It's just, you're just being. And I think that that's so important for so many of us out there that don't feel like we can do anything extra, but just those little, putting that goodness and that light in our life will just bring those feelings and that peace. I think that's so great. Was there anything else that you wanted to share? If you or anyone wants to share any of their hear him stories, I would be so grateful. (laughs) Um, I will have a a Google form up and running on my blog or on my Instagram um, and try to be gathering stories to then post in upcoming weeks. And I try to just post 
a story and then maybe my little thoughts about it, kind of like a podcast, but then written down <laughs> yeah. um, and do it just once a week. So I try to do it on weekends, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, um, and I'll get that up and running. But if anybody's interested in um, sharing those things and getting those things out in the world, I'd love to help you do that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's tell everybody where we can find you so they know where to submit and also just so that we can come follow you and get this amazing marriage, 30 day marriage tune up and so many other awesome things that you're doing. So tell us where you're at. Awesome. Um, I am, uh, so you can find me at thedeliberatefamily.com or on Instagram or Facebook. My Instagram is at deliberatefamily. And then I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Um, I don't use the group as often. Again, I was trying to like figure out what I was doing this year. <laughs> um, but the page gets posted on more frequently at like Instagram. I'm definitely on Instagram more though. So you sound like me. We've got these things, but it's like you <laughs> right. can only have so many focuses at a time. So you right. can be deliberate with your family and not just doing business all day. Like we wish we could, but we just, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, do you mind shifting over into our three helpful and happy questions before we yep. let you go? Of course. Okay. I love your questions. I think they're so fun. <laughs> I'm glad because I ask them to everybody. I mean, and I, they're just, I, this ties us into the helping of happiness blog because we talk about family meals, family travel, and any kind of family tip or homemaking hack that is going to make our lives any, any easier. So <laughs> I'm excited to pick your brain about these subjects. So let's start out first with what is your favorite food or meal? Okay, my absolute favorite food is pizza. Um, yes. I don't have a go-to like homemade crust recipe that I love, love, love. I'm still like always switching my mind, changing my mind about that. But um, like I love veggie pizzas mm. without red sauce. Like any other sauce is good. I just am so like, like with I an Alfredo sauce, Alfredo or pesto mm. or um, like just olive oil and Parmesan mm. is like awesome. Anyway, and I, I'm going to give you another one because um, recently we've found a baked ziti with roasted vegetables in it from Cookie mm. and Kate and it's delicious. Like, it's awesome. I think you need to send us that link and we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. That sounds really tasty. Sounds good. It, it is really good. It, it's one of my kids does not really appreciate it very much, but the rest of them gobble it up. So, you, <laughs> you know that it's kid friendly. everybody, right? Gosh, <laughs> right. there's always yes. the one that's complaining. <laughs> 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 Yep. Oh, well, oh, that's, that's just awesome. life as mom. I know they never seem to appreciate <laughs> it. Right. I always tell my kids, you don't know what a good cook I am. You're spoiled rotten. Just right. enjoy it. <laughs> Someday when it. you leave home, like our oldest that is now off, she's actually in California on her mission and she's missing the home cooking, you know, see, <laughs> I bet. School, it's like, oh, oh, now I have to do all this. <laughs> right. Right. Oh. So someday they appreciate it. Maybe. So, okay. Well, let's go to number two. What is the best trip you've ever been in or a dream vacation? Okay. This one's so hard for me. Cause like I said, I love to travel. Like 
love love it wish yes. i could just be going somewhere all the time yes, i am with um, you i'm planning my next trip on my way home from the other trip because i right? just love That's it me so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're in the car i'm like okay honey where are we going because i gotta look forward to something let's you got it and now there's nothing in yeah. the hopper and it's like oh i know I right know. it's so hard it's so hard so um well, so we are in the process of trying to hit all 50 states with Ooh. our kids. We are at 35, um, and we've so we've done several cross-country trips. I love seeing all the different places of the United States. We have a Hawaii trip booked for um, spring of 2022, so fingers crossed that by then we can go back to Hawaii again because the kids haven't been, but Ryan and I have, and we love, love it. Um, but I have to say my absolute favorite trip we've ever been on was when we took our kids to Europe, um, oh. in 2019, we went for the Rome, Italy, um, temple open house. Oh my goodness. And it was just amazing. It was, um, and, and I mean, there were hard parts. That's for sure. Taking kids. <laughs> you mean it's from, not easy traveling to Europe with your kids? <laughs> age two up to age eleven, and um, but we we backpacked around Europe with them. We did all of Italy, and then we did London for a few days, and we did Paris for a few days because we had to go get Disneyland Paris in. <laughs> of course, of course. So, yep, yep. And the trip we're looking forward to is, like I said, Hawaii, but we're also looking forward to going and visiting the Thailand temple whenever oh. that open house is, um, because that's where Ryan served his mission. Oh, And Ryan and I visited Thailand um, a few years, of, let's see, I was pregnant with my third child at the time. And, but I, we're just like talking to the kids all the time about, okay, we're all going to go visit dad's mission and we're going to go see the temple when it's there. It's going to be awesome. So that is like so I said, cool. <laughs> can't just pick one. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think one of our favorite couple trips we've ever gone on just as a couple is when we went back to my husband served his mission in Cancun, Mexico. And so we went back just a couple of years ago. Well, I guess it, gosh, it's been a few years now because it was before I was pregnant with my three-year-old so okay me it's like four years <laughs> time flies right <laughs> it does but it was so special hearing his experiences in the different places that we went and it was great because he spoke the language and I just ate the wonderful food and right it was awesome so oh. I think that's so neat we want to take our kids back there too because it was just it's different than just going on a beach vacation when they can share those really neat spiritual experiences that go with it Oh, that's it, just neat. It's so true. It's so true. It was so neat to go and see where he had served and stuff. And like, we knew each other in high school, so I knew him while he was on his mission, but I, and so I kind of was up on things during his mission. And then after it was like, I hear all these stories and things, right. And then you get to go see it and meet some of the people and it's pretty awesome. So, oh, that's so neat. So cool. Okay. Last question. Do you have a homemaking hack for us? Yeah, this was a lot harder. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> says that, but they always come up with something amazing. They always come up with something, right? Um, okay, so my my thought was how we use we use a buddy system for chores, um, and I just think chores are always more fun when you have somebody to do it with. And so instead of just assigning one kid to do a job, I try really hard to assign multiple kids. And of course you get 
some people will be like, no, then they'll just fight all the time. <laughs> but part of me thinks that then we're working on problem solving, we're working on creating relationships, we're working on getting the tasks done all at the same time. <laughs> Let's multitask. So we try to use the buddy system as much as we can, laundry folding parties for the whole family and stuff like that. <laughs> I think that is genius. And I can totally do this because I have six kids at home right now. So everybody can have a buddy. That's perfect. There you go. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. like to have the older kids train the younger ones on new chores that they're trying to do anyway, you know, go teach them how to load the dishwasher or go teach them how to fold the towels or something because well, for one, then I'm not having to do it. But for, for right. two, I'm like, listen, if you can teach them and they can start doing it when they're more excited about it, then yep. you won't have to do that chore so much. So they're like, oh yeah, let's right. go. There's learn incentive how to now, towels. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's genius. <laughs> oh, that's so but, fun. And it's that. reality because you don't have that kind of time to teach mm -hmm. all of them all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. some people look at homeschooling and think that too, where it's like, it's not just my job to teach them all. We can help each other, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. I have definitely tried to incorporate that mindset as much in homeschool as possible. Still it's the only to way it. to do it. You have to keep your sanity. Yes. Go write each other's papers. I can't get out of that paper again. Just check in with me. Tell me how you did. Oh my gosh. I've had so much fun getting to know you, Katrina. This has been so much fun for me. And I can't wait to do this marriage challenge and to be really, I'm, I'm like taking on this hear him challenge. I am really going to be thinking about this more during the week so that I have Good. something to submit to you on your website. Good. So Thank I you. Just, I appreciate so it. Cool. I love <laughs> but, it. Good. I'm so glad this was so fun. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, we can need to do it again. Anytime. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Okay, so let's get together here. Let's do this 30-day marriage challenge. I'm really pumped. I'm going to start it, and it's going to be so great because we'll start it now, and then it will end right about the time of Valentine's Day. Won't that make Valentine's Day even more romantic? It'll be so great. I'm really excited about it. So go follow Katrina at The Deliberate Family. She is just fantastic. I've just loved talking with her so much. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll give us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And please share us with a friend. It really helps us to grow so we can continue to make these episodes for you. Have a great week. <laughs>